Welcome to our new episode of our MBSE podcast. Today, from our series MBSE Methodologies. And we have an exciting topic that moves many, many projects, variant modeling, or more generally, model-based product line engineering. And we have a guest who knows the topic very well, Marco Folingiri from Airbus. So Marco, welcome and great to have you with us. Please introduce yourself and then we will dive into the topic. Marco. Hello, Tim. Hi, Christian. So it's a very big pleasure to be part of this uh, podcast. And uh, yes, I'm uh, Marco Forlingeri, working currently in Airbus and leading the model-based product line engineering topic. So it's quite long, but uh, we had the word on the existing uh, concept. And uh, yes, I joined Airbus uh, 2020, the middle of the pandemic. But um, I've been working with this topic already since 2012, so actually almost 10 years. And uh, yes, I'm working in different companies. Before I started at Bombardier Transportation, when it was still Bombardier Transportation, now is Alstom. Then moved to IBM and consulting to apply MBSC, product line engineering, enterprise architecture in different companies and industries then to Accenture, and finally uh, Airbus. So, and I always worked uh, with the product line engineering, model-based system engineering. So these are the main two areas of experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a long journey. <laughs> yeah, speaking of model-based product line engineering or product line engineering and MBSE, maybe we should explain to our listeners what is product line engineering and how is it related to MBSE? Mm -hmm. So this is the first, the first question everybody asks me <laughs> <laughs> at Airbus, so I have to repeat this a uh, hundred times. Yeah, so I, it's really simple, okay? So we have MBSC. One of the main scope of MBSC is a model of reuse, okay? So we would like to reuse as much as possible models mm -hmm. and uh, we would like to reuse the model that we develop for one single project in multiple projects. When a manager says, okay, let me have a look at MBSC, which is the return of investment, then most of the managers, uh, since they invest a lot of money in the initial MBSC investment, then they would like to reuse these models in multiple projects, for example, in multiple programs. Now, the reuse part can be improved by product line engineering. So if we apply product line engineering to MBSC, then we can boost the reuse of models, but this doesn't apply only to models. It applies also mm -hmm. to other type of artifacts, like uh, requirements, test cases, source codes, design artifacts like uh, 3D, electrical design, and so on. And uh, at the core of this methodology, there is the management, the definition and management of variability. So we need to be sure that we have a, a single source of variability, and this single source of variability enable the reuse of the different assets. Overall, on top of all the assets, the MBSC, the system and models. Mm -hmm. So, well, in, in MBS PLE, there are many different terms around, and uh, they are very often mixed up. <laughs> and one of those terms is, uh, I think, the term feature. Um, well, it's, it's a very important term in MBA PLE. Uh, but it's also an important term in, in UML or SysML modeling, uh, but there's something different. And then, but of course, it's also a, a natural English term. So 
What is the feature in MBPLE? So a feature is like uh, the quid, if we use the Latin word of uh, um, for that, because it's something that everybody talk about, mm -hmm. but nobody is able really to define. Okay. Yeah. Right. So when I start a project where we support the definition of availability, one of the first uh, questions is, what is a feature? And then some people start to say, a feature is a really abstract uh, a characteristic of a system. I say, okay, good. But then, okay, can be something more physical, can be uh, something describing more physical characteristic or implementation characteristic. Yes, can be. I am quite uh, flexible in the use of uh, features. For me, uh, it's like whenever you have variability uh, and uh, you in this variability is not just in uh, one specific asset, but it's, let's say, it's spread also multiple assets and you want to control this variability, use a feature for that, okay? And mm -hmm. but let's say the official definition of feature, if you look at the standard ISO 26550, the first standard, is that is a characteristic of a system or a product that the stakeholders uh, can understand. That's why it's uh, <laughs> <still> <laughs> open yeah. question. And there are a lot of more um, terms in, in this ISO standard, like asset and product line or product family. We also talked about, or you talked about variability. Uh, then there is a term like variation and variant and variation point. So ca can you can you give us a rough overview how to, to, to bring these terms in order? Yes, okay. So I try to refer to the standard as much as possible, but also to deviate a bit because uh, so in Airbus, we have a different uh, understanding of the word. So assets, after feature, you have the assets. Okay? Let's say that the feature define the variability, define the source of variability, and then you need the, why do you define this source? Okay, so because you want to control and reuse the variability that is implemented in several assets. So the asset is actually what you want to reuse. And uh, some, some uh, standard, uh, so the standard, uh, the 26550, consider feature also an asset. But for me, a feature is uh, something a bit more than us, you know, uh, because it, it, it's needed to control the asset and in the reality doesn't exist a feature. Uh, other types of assets uh, can be, as I said, system and models are assets or source code are assets. So it's everything that is needed to engineer a product or a system uh, that you want to reuse, okay? Uh, then after the assets, we, we have the concept of product line and product family. So for me, the two concepts are really synonymous, okay? In Airbus, I would say two, but um, we distinguish more that the product, product line can be at any level. So it can be a system, can be a product, can be a component level. Why the product family is really the, the Airbus, not the, fly, the airplane uh, product family, like the A320, A321, A330, and so on. So this is just an internal distinction. But for me, we can say that they are synonymous. Mm -hmm. Then we have variability and variation. Both variability and variation are somehow uh, synonymous. But I like to say that I define the variability in the feature models and the variation in the assets. Why I distinguish like that? Because I, there is a second term called variant and variation points. Since uh, there is uh, the word variation that is in both uh, variant and variation point, uh, I prefer to distinguish that the variation is what you implement in the assets, while the variability is what you define, let's say, more as a need, as a source, of variability in the feature model, okay? 
So um, the variant is actually the, the part in your asset that varies. Okay, so that's at least uh, my understanding of how I use the word. Mm -hmm. While the variation point is the point in the asset where the variability, where the variation starts to propagate. Okay, so this is basically um, a bit and uh, of course rough and uh, fast definition of these terminologies. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, very good. So the terms are yeah, often used very differently and so, and I think there's no single source of truth, but it's no. good to that uh, you have your own uh, valid definition of it. Um, and yeah, you definitely have one. And, and a reference is ISO 26550. Uh, you already mentioned that standard. Uh, there's another standard, the new one published last year, yeah, last year, uh, ISO 26580. Uh, does that standard replace the other one or what, what is that? standard about? Oh, let's say that the new standard is an extension or clarify mm -hmm. what come, what was before, no? There. Uh, what, so the previous standard, that's the 265. Clarify in brackets. <laughs> For me, there are some words that in the new standard or some terminology, the new standard are not so clear, okay? So I really like the previous standard, honestly, because uh, it was generic. It could have been applied to different, uh, if you are using, for example, OVM, uh, that's orthogonal uh, variability language, or if you are using a feature modeling language, he had a broader application. Now, the new, the, one of the biggest advantages of the new standard that was released, as you said, in June uh, 2021, is uh, probably the concept of feature-based, because it says that uh, if you want to develop product uh, systems with product engineering, you have to do with a feature-based approach. And this is something I like a lot. However, uh, I think the standard is still uh, too much tool-driven. Uh, the terminology are too much uh, tool-vendor-driven. And this is something that I would like to avoid, especially for the definition of a standard, because it should be as much as possible tool-agnostic also from the terminologies. And in general, the terminology that are in the 26550, I find them more generic and also clearer for certain aspects. So that's, uh, let's say, a bit. Uh, but of course, uh, I mentioned already uh, OVM, OK? And uh, I probably I can mention FODA. That's the father of feature modeling uh, language. Mm -hmm. And these are uh, different approaches to formalize the variability. Mm -hmm. So uh, if we can, uh, the, the standards don't specify any of these approaches. And the, these also I find are good. Uh, however, uh, both approaches are somehow based on features. Uh, FODA, that's um, the, so it's basically the, the father of uh, feature modeling, is uh, uh, the, it's explicitly mentioning the features uh, and uh, defining the features. While the orthogonal variability model, it's uh, an alternative language where uh, um, features are not, uh, I would say, explicitly defined. And uh, in the end, uh, it depends, for me, it depends on the usage that you want to do. I am not a fan of OVM, for example, uh, for the following reason. Because uh, there, the, the variability is defined orthogonally. This could mm -hmm. be a good thing because you have, let's say, your MBSC models, your MBSC project, you have operational, functional, logical, and you may have the variability that is impacting all the layers, okay? Mm -hmm. Then you can link the 
the OVM model, so the variability model, uh, with the different uh, assets on the different levels orthogonally. However, there's no hierarchy. So there's no hierarchy in the OVM. And if you build a, a complex system like we do in Airbus, that we have different mm -hmm. levels, so system on system, aircraft, a big system like fuselage, cabin, smaller system, uh, components, uh, equipment, and so on, then uh, you get lost. Okay, and it's difficult then to keep the consistencies of the variability that you have defined. So that's why I'm more in favor of uh, FODA, uh, let's say, and of feature modeling languages, especially cardinality-based feature modeling languages uh, from Czarnecki. Mm -hmm. That's one of the also the father of feature modeling and uh, its application. But in general, both approaches, uh, OVM and feature modeling, that are the main one, can be used for product line engineering. And product engineering is really the the, is at the core of uh, variability management, the variability modeling, because it's really the mechanism that allows you to reuse uh, assets in a systematic way uh, for the variability scope that you need to cover. Mm -hmm. So, Marco, uh, where do you know all this stuff from? Uh, so, when did you start uh, experiencing uh, PLE? Uh, even before Bombardier or...? Yes, so actually, uh, I started by by accident <laughs> because <laughs> I was doing my master thesis at Bombardier, and Bombardier Transportation was at that time it was 2012, uh, moving from a project oriented organization to product line oriented organization. I was uh, I ended up uh, in the CTO Chief Technology Office of the company. And we were defining the strategy, the approaches, the methodology that could be uh, put in place. And uh, at that time, uh, when I was, uh, so my manager asked me to, to research about that. And uh, I, I found basically these two main methodologies, MBSC and product line engineering. And then, uh, so fortunately, another Marco joined the company. So that's, at that time was Marco Ferrogalini, that has a similar surname and <laughs> uh, similar name and we are both Italian and at that time he joined Bombardier Transportation as a manager trying uh, was driving MBSC topic and uh, and then we, we got in touch and then he, we had kind of a lot of uh, common grounds especially because he worked at Alstom and he already applied uh, product engineering with MBSC and he showed me an article and this article was how to boost uh, uh, MBSC with product engineering, an article from 2014-2015, one of the first publications. Mm -hmm. And then since that time, I started to investigate, research more, and uh, propose in the company the approach. And I, from the beginning, I saw this strong link with MBSC. So that's why I, I continue then in the other companies to promote it within Bombardier or even with the company I work with as a consultant uh, in different industry, automotive, defense, uh, chemical industry, railway. So, and, uh, and it became, let's say, my baby, I would say. No? I see it really like uh, uh, a, small, uh, a small baby to, uh, to grow, you know, and, to, and also I wanted other people <laughs> use it and uh, contribute to that. that that's basically the, the short story of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, well, you're definitely an expert of MVPEs or one of the best choices for Airbus uh, to manage the, the adoption of um, MBPE. Can you give us some, some insights um, how it is done at, at Airbus? 
Yes, so uh, at Airbus, uh, we take the topic really serious. Okay, so I, I quote a bit your, <laughs> your motto. No, but um, let's say um, when I joined Airbus 2020, uh, there were uh, some small proof of concept about how to use a pure variant as one of the tools, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, how to use pure variants indoors, how to use uh, um, other tools, uh, PTC, orthogonal uh, variability modeling in PTC, uh, how to use uh, gears, you know, it was really tool oriented. And, uh, and actually there were some colleagues really, really smart and really uh, advanced, I would say, that tried to experiment the topic mainly on requirements, okay? So when I arrived, what I saw was mainly the application of uh, product engineering requirements. And there was at the time a big debate because uh, my manager told me, Marco, we have to give a name to this uh, group. So I want that you are focused on developing methodology for product engineering, but we need to give a name to the to the subject, okay? And then I made this model-based product engineering. And then the, 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 the question was, yeah, but we also cover, we also support uh, requirement management and uh, because it's what we did before, no? Already mm -hmm. There were some projects managing variability requirements indoors and events. But I said, yes, okay, it could be that we have to cover this aspect and we will cover this aspect. But the goal, the vision is to go to uh, MBPLE approach. So to reach an MBPLE approach. So the combination of model-based system engineering and product engineering. So it means that if we have to reach that, of course, we have to pass through requirement engineering, variability, textual requirement. But the idea is really to move, uh, so the vision really to move to a model-based approach. And that's basically how it started. And uh, what we decided with the team is to organize the project to give us a framework. And otherwise the topic was really tool-driven at that time. So we start to define uh, different framework with different categories. So we have processes, uh, method and handbooks, tools, information models, data model, uh, tools and environments, okay? So these are the main categories. And we cover, we try to develop the topic in each category. For example, we have uh, uh, system engineering processes and Airbus business processes. So we look at how uh, product engineering is impacting and MBPLE is impacting the system engineering process, the system engineering referential, mainly based on the uh, Incosi handbook. Mm -hmm. and uh, the uh, Airbus business processes. So it means really the company landscape or process. Then at method uh, handbook level, first we work on method level. So for us, method is something that is tool independent. And the handbook is basically the implementation of the method within a specific tool. Okay, so this is the difference we have in Airbus. At um, the method, uh, we start to explore. So for me, one of the key things, and team uh, was uh, involved and helped us also in uh, figuring that out, uh, because it was really a new topic, and due to his experience with VAMOS, mm -hmm. we uh, tried to have a look, okay, how we can model the variability in SysML. So it was one of the first things that we tackled during the method definition. And we had several uh, discussions, several, we defined uh, two main ways of doing it. Uh, we call clean and direct, so that's basically way to model the variability. I will not enter into the details, but uh, so we really explore methodologically, okay? So what, how can we model the variability? And uh, then the next steps was, uh, okay, now that we have a concept, how we can implement this concept in the existing Airbus um, MBSC framework that is called MOFLT. So Mission, uh, Operation, Functional, Logical, and Technical. 
And, uh, and this was a very big challenge. And then comes a new challenge, how we can support now multi-level. So it means if we have variability at multiple level, multiple system level, how we can support that? And, mm -hmm. you know, and this was all the methodological part. Then we had to produce handbooks because uh, we had to support user, uh, key users in applying this and testing this, uh, if it was working or not. And uh, uh, we need to be sure that what we define uh, uh, can interoperate also with other concepts, for example, requirements, uh, validation, verification. So we have an interoperability model, an information model, data model in Airbus, where we also have to define uh, variability concept. We come back now to the, the concept that we mentioned in the beginning, what is a variation point? Uh, how do you link a variation point with an asset? What is a feature? What is the relation between a feature and an asset and so on? And then the tools. So the tools come really after all of this. So it's not the first, uh, the first uh, piece of the puzzle. And, mm -hmm. uh, and the tools uh, also, I mean, is really important topic. And we have several solutions. We have a tactical solution and uh, a, a strategic solution. The tactical solution mainly based on pure variant and Cameo. The strategic solution will be probably based on the 3D experience and the whole system. And then finally, that's for me the most important part is the environment. Okay, the environment is where we really test uh, and we collect feedback from our users on the methodology, on the tools, on everything we do. So we have a page that is public to everybody in Airbus, everybody can access, where we publish all the information, all the content. It's really knowledge based and uh, transparent, available to everybody. And we uh, undertaking activities with different teams in Airbus, from space, helicopter, uh, doors team, wings, uh, program, aircraft, uh, new flight management system, and so on. Zero emission, new program. We provide them the methodology, the tools, the coaches, and they apply and they provide us feedback. And we refine the methodology according to their feedback. Sometimes the feedback makes sense. Sometimes uh, we, we tell them, well, maybe we, you can do it in a different way. We don't have to change the methodology. So this is really, is really uh, how we, we work. No? It's really a, a, lot, uh, a lot to do. And it's really mm -hmm. difficult to explain this in a few words. But uh, that's really the, the big scope uh, uh, at Airbus. So when you talk about Airbus, you really mean the whole Airbus. No? You mentioned yes. space, defense, commercial aircraft and so on. So it's, it's the whole company and not only a single project. Or... No, no, because maybe I didn't mention that. I should have mentioned. Otherwise, my manager, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, no, uh, apart. I'm part of a program called DDMS, called Digital Design Manufacturing Service. The program is to transform the way Airbus engineer uh, its products. Mm -hmm. And of course, in a digital way, because digital is the first uh, word in DDMS, no? in, the, mm -hmm. in the program, in the acronym. And, uh, and the idea is we want to transform the way we engineer in the products from uh, the beginning, from the, the requirements and the market needs up to the manufacturing. And we want to establish a digital continuity between all the data we produce. Of course, in a model-based way. But one mm -hmm. of the two main, three main pillars of DDMS, in fact, are product line, mm -hmm. modeling and simulation, and digital continuity. So uh, these three topics match really well with MBPLE. Because you have, uh, let's say, you develop all three within uh, MBPLE. Mm -hmm. So let's let's spread PLE a little bit. So if I'm a listener and I would like to learn about it, what are the main sources for me? So first of all, the standards. So I would say start with the ISO 26550. 
is the first uh, standard. I would say, of course, you can also have a look at the second standard, the 26580, at the main references. Probably, I don't know if you will understand a lot if you are a beginner, the topic, because uh, sometimes they're not always clear. I would propose then two main sources. One from, from Matthew uh, House, House, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. That's one of those main systemic contributors, I think. Uh, and uh, mm -hmm. he was one of the first to talk about MBPLE, especially uh, applying with the PTC. Uh, I would say there is a, a PTC case with orthogonal variability model. Ah, there is a fourth orthogonal variability model. We have Klaus Pohl, that's mm -hmm. also one of the main uh, professors and that uh, developed the OVM topic. Uh, for, uh, um, let's say, for what concerns MVPLE, we have also uh, Ferro Galini uh, Schale, the, the, the paper I mentioned before, that from 2015, how to boost MBSC with product and engineering uh, in a rolling stock, so with the Alstom case. Mm -hmm. And it's really interesting there because they propose different type of uh, reuse strategies. Then, of course, uh, there is... Uh, for product line engineering itself, there are a lot of sources. Okay, I'm just referring more on the MBPLE sources because then uh, product engineering is like MB, almost like MBSC, so you have a lot of sources. And I'm really referring, and even the standard, the standard don't talk about MBPLE. So the standard talk really about PLE. So if mm -hmm. we want to be really precise, the two standards refer just to PLE. And the, the, really the two sources that talk about MBPLE are uh, Matthew Hauser uh, and uh, uh, Ferrogalini Schale from mm -hmm. 2014 2015. Mm -hmm. That's not so much actually. Eh? I'm actually active uh, and uh, maybe so we'll come with some publication this year. Let's see. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no spoiler, but uh, <laughs> there's not so much actually, I would say. And so there's there's no official definition of MBPLE in a standard, right? So not yet. No, no there's not. And also, we have mainly uh, some tool vendors that, uh, let's say, call their own plugin uh, MBPLE. They kind of, uh, you know, use the, the the terminology. And some people, when you talk about MBPLE, they think immediately about a specific tool. Mm -hmm. But in theory, it should not be like that, no? Because it's mm -hmm. more than that. Mm -hmm. And if you should do the UDigit online MBPLE, you find a lot of uh, demonstrations purely based on tools. Mm -hmm. Different tools, so Rhapsody, Cameo, and with the big lever, pure variance, PTC, so the main one. Huh? But mm -hmm. there's not really a theoretical foundation or something tool agnostic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, speaking of, of tool agnostic, um, would it make sense from your point of view to have some kind of PLE modeling language in addition? so to say, to SysML or something, something standardized, which is uh, supported by multiple tools? Yes, definitely, definitely. It's not easy because, uh, as, I, as I said, uh, there is not a single understanding. There are different ways of defining it. So one aspect, feature modeling. Let's start with feature modeling. First of all, it's not just feature modeling. There's feature modeling and OVM, okay? The main languages. So we, which one do we pick, okay? So we're already there. We'll have a big uh, problem to make people agree on that. Some people, they know OVM is better. Some others, the feature modeling, know it's better because of that. So we are already there, okay? Then when we go into the, uh, it's not just about defining features. It's also about how do we implement these features? How do we implement the variability? And uh, we take now, uh, and there, the tool vendors will, will enter also in the, in the game. No? Also, for example, we have some tools 
that uh, apply OEM, some others apply feature modeling, mm -hmm. uh, some of them that apply a mix of the two. Then uh, how do we realize this uh, variation point in the, in the different uh, assets? It's not easy to find. I think there were several attempts with the CVL, Common Variability mm -hmm. Language. There have been some attempts uh, with, uh, yes, Variability Exchange Language, more mm -hmm. on the exchange. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. But uh, it's really difficult to find a common language. I would, So my, my dream would be to add. Um, so that's my dream. Eh? So don't take it as <laughs> to add. Um, PLE language or feature modeling language based on CSMF. So this would mm -hmm. be, let's say, uh, maybe for the OMG group, I just <laughs> leave it like that, okay? Yeah, <laughs> yeah maybe as uh, M1 library in CSML2, for example. Yeah, maybe so. Could be interesting. Sysmlv2 will cover uh, variability, um, but not feature modeling. It's not part of the language. But mm -hmm. I guess you can use Sysmlv2 to do feature modeling, but it's not uh, a first-class model element. So, yeah. Actually, if I want to really, why I said that? Because in Airbus, we really find useful uh, to have our own feature modeling. So, a way to define feature models uh, based on Sysmlv. Mm -hmm. We have we call it CSFM system feature modeling, and actually I took it uh, from uh, so the experience and some work that we did at Bombardier Transportation, and of course is uh, the idea at least, and then we refine it, and it's really useful because uh, we we define the features and directly in a model based way we can already trace them to the assets. Of course, the transformation is really limited because we. It's a plugin that is mainly focused on definition of features, on the relations, on the constraints. It would be good uh, if this could also if could enable the transformation. Today, for the transformation, we need to go to tools like Pure Variant. We need to import then the the feature model that we define in Camille and Pure Variant, and uh, so on. But the idea there is uh, because the user find really user friendly, especially if you already use uh, SysML. It's really good no, to, mm -hmm. uh, to work uh, with the same similar language and with the same model base functionalities and uh, and then be able to link your feature directly with your models. So there is definitely an added value for that. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and, and, and system, uh, yeah, has all the, the basic concepts. No? It's, it's already there. So decomposition and, and mm -hmm. all the stuff. So it's, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so. Well, if our listeners are now interested to learn MBPLE uh, or to, to use it in their projects, uh, what's, what's your recommendation for those people? Um, where should they start and, and, and so So first recommendation, okay? Uh, it's a complex topic, but the most uh, difficult part is dealing with people, okay? So uh, because you, especially in a big organization, Mm -hmm. If you are in a big organization, I, I expect that if you apply MBPLE, probably you are in a big organization. And then you have to explain what it is. And probably these people already uh, had difficulty to understand what MBSC is. And then, okay, now I got what the MBSC is. And then you go there, it's not, but there's something on top. It's MBPLE. And I said, what, what is that <laughs> now? <laughs> so this is already one of the one difficulties. So really, really good. Uh, I would say one recommendation is uh, clarify exactly what uh, if you need MBPLE, could be that you don't need, could be that uh, first mm -hmm. you need to apply good MBSC, 
and uh, maybe enable the reuse just uh, on uh, CSML with the reuse, reusing library or modeling in a generic way. Or maybe you have a requirement based, a text based approach, and you have to reuse the requirements. So you just can apply the the, the feature modeling and the variability uh, modeling, variability, sorry, definition uh, on the requirements. But mm -hmm. if you really need, if you have MBAC approach and you want to boost it, and you want to get to the next level, then I would say you should go with MBPLE. And uh, first things clarify basically what you cover, what, what it's covering MBPLE. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's really the, the and try to explain it with simple terms to people. So to really show, okay, what is MBSC, then why we put PLE on top, what is the added value. I use Disney video to show that, you know, I because you think in Airbus, you deal with people that uh, all aeronautical engineers. No, it's not the case. You have to go with sales, people with marketing. So sometimes I use a Disney video to explain what MBPLA is. We use mm -hmm. coffee machine to explain what, uh, how to define the variability. It's really important to tailor the knowledge depending which is the stakeholder from Second recommendation, detach the discussion from the tools. Sometimes I go into a meeting and then the first question they're talking about, uh, are you doing with, with this tool or with this other tool? Please uh, try to detach the discussion from the tools, try to have uh, some uh, conceptual uh, really thinking on the, the concept. Uh, and uh, of course, no, don't reinvent the wheel. There, is, there are some sources. Ask experts also to support you. There are not so many experts also, but, you know, there are experts. Even people with a good understanding of MBSC uh, can help you. Okay, it's better than uh, not having anybody and try to uh, reinvent the concept from scratch. And then a third recommendation that I would like to give, uh, uh, create a framework. Okay, so really know exactly what are you doing and which category your topic is uh, part of it. Are you working on process? Are you working on method? Are you working on tool, uh, tool chain, customization? Are you doing a proof of concept to get a feedback about the methodology or to test something about the tool? Clarify the framework. And uh, this is more marketing. So I, I like you mentioned that, but it's important. Uh, today we live a social network uh, area, right? So uh, they, we have concept of uh, hashtags. So uh, I want that MVPLE in Airbus becomes an hashtag. So I want that really people use it as a, uh, I, sometimes I hear people talking about MVPD now and uh, so good, but even they don't know what it is. Okay. So it's important sometimes also that people talk about it within the organization and uh, you create somehow this hype, you know, that people talk about them because you start to see everywhere in BPL, right? then the understanding will come. Okay. But sometimes it's also good to create this momentum, especially in big organization. Mm -hmm. Same for MBSC. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's not inventing anything. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Wow. That was a very compressed and <laughs> much information in around 30 minutes. So it's up to us to say mille grazie, Marco. <laughs> grazie a <and>, voi. <laughs> if you like this context uh yeah this context uh, this content uh, consider subscribing to the youtube channel and give us a thumbs up um yeah tim what's next on our agenda yeah the plan is to talk about uh the next version of iso 15288 and we will have david endler with us um, the former technical director of Incosi, and he is heavily involved uh, in the new version. And well, we will have a look 
uh, what what will be new and if, uh, if there's something in there about MBSE maybe and things like that. Um, the date is, well, it's still in progress, uh, but we plan it in some weeks. Great. Yeah, so, well, finally, I can say, do not forget. Trust us. We are systems engineers. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, Marco.